And we're live. Here we go. It's episode eight, Plays and Parlays. I'm Joe Sorallo. That's Jarrett Bailey. I'm 10-2 and two on my pick six the last two weeks. Jarrett, I believe you're coming in the last two weeks. What are you, nine and three? Yeah, something like that. Not too far behind. So, yeah, it's been a uh, been a good couple weeks against the spread. Um, last week, though, I mean, parlay. I had Kansas City minus four and a half and two parlays, and that killed me. So. Yeah. Aside from that, though, uh, yeah, I guess the spread's been going good. At least that's something I've got to uh, to at least feel good about. We've been on, I believe, the industry term for what we're doing right now is a fucking heater. <laughs> so if you're missing out on plays and parlays every week, you're just missing out on literally free money. Again, we're not charging subscription fees for the show yet, so there's no reason not to watch this because we are both well over 65% clips in terms of success rate on our picks. So, Jarrett, with that said... Is it time to get into my first pick? Yes, it is. Let's do it. I'm starting in college football. I've done it the last two weeks, and I've been 5-1 and one on the pick six each of the last two weeks. So Notre Dame minus three and a half against North Carolina. Jarrett, this is borderline lock of the week territory. I don't know if I'm missing something here, but in this series, Notre Dame all-time is 18-2 and two against the Tar Heels. In fact, they only have one loss in the last 60 years, and that was in 2008, a 29-24 to 24 loss to North Carolina. Outside of that, in Notre Dame's 18 wins in this series, all of them have covered the three-and-a-half-point number. Look, just trying to focus on this season right here, the Irish are 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four home games in South Bend. North Carolina overall is just 3-4 and four against the spread. And amazingly, North Carolina has only played one road game this year, a 17-10 to 10 loss opening day at Virginia Tech. They failed to cover in that one, so they're 0-1 on the road. It's going to be 0-2 real soon. Notre Dame, minus 3.5. I think the most surprising thing you said there is that North Carolina's only played one road game so far this year. That's crazy. Wild. Well, I don't know how they have nine conference games. They're going to play six at home, three on the road. I thought it had to be either 4-5 and five <laughs> or 5-4. and four. Yeah, I don't know how they got that lucky, but... Yeah, I mean, I say this every week. I'm not in tune to college football enough to know if this is a good bet or not. But, hey, you bet on Notre Dame, and it's worked so far. So, go Notre Dame. So, I'll get into my first pick here. Uh, My first pick is the Thursday night game. I'm going to go Green Bay plus six and a half at Arizona. So, and look, the Cardinals are phenomenal on both sides of the ball. Um, They have the top scoring offense in the league, and they have the lowest scoring defense in the league. That's incredibly hard to do, and they've done an incredible job on that side of the ball. So uh, that said, um, Green Bay is also playing very well. It's a Thursday night game. It appears that J.J. Watt will not be playing tomorrow. That's a big loss for Arizona's defense. Look, I'm picking plus six and a half. I was going to make this my extra point, but I'm not going (laughs) to. But like Arizona's not going to win every game. This is by far. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, Arizona's had uh, a couple, uh, a couple bigger games against uh, the Rams and the Browns. For Green Bay, though, this is their toughest test of the year. So if they can come out, if they can go to Arizona, get a win on Thursday night, that leaves us with four teams atop the NFC with one loss. And uh, I think that Green Bay has the capabilities of doing it. We know how good Rodgers is. The offense looks really good. Aaron Jones continues to be one of the more underrated players in football. So I think plus six and a half minimum for Green Bay would not shock me at all if they won it outright. Again, I'm not making it my extra point because I'm not confident enough in it, but uh, I will. I, I do think that they cover. So a couple interesting things on this game. First off, if, if Green Bay does win outright, you mentioned having the one-loss teams. Um, well, you have Dallas as well, so yeah, I Dallas wasn't even going to factor yeah. that in. 
But Green Bay and Arizona would then be uh, what seven and one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Has Green Bay had their bye yet? I'd have to look no, at that. No. So you'd have Green Bay and Arizona seven and one. You would have the Rams if not if when they beat Houston. That's no right. spoiler. Seven and one. The Bucks should beat the Saints seven and one. So not counting Dallas. I don't know how they would throw off the tiebreaker. Um, right. Oh, actually, no. Dallas because they lost to Tampa Bay. I believe yeah. this is how it would work. If Dallas wins at Minnesota, and that largely depends on Dak Prescott, his status for that game is looming. Right. So would if you have those five teams with one loss, would it be Green Bay, one seed, Arizona, two seed, Rams, three seed, right? Because you have Green Bay beat Arizona, beat, Arizona beat the Rams, and then Tampa, Tampa, four seed, because the yeah. Rams beat Tampa, yeah. and then Dallas, five Dallas would be seed. the five seed. Now, of course, Dallas wouldn't be the five seed. It would be the Rams. The Rams actually, would be the five seed because they're technically. Both, yeah, because Arizona and the Rams are in the NFC West together. So, yeah, we would have five one-loss teams uh, kind of duking it out once we go yeah. into the halfway point of the year. Although, you know, the Rams then being a wild card team might actually change the order up. Green Bay would be the one seed, but then Arizona, Tampa, Dallas might because the Rams effectively would be out of the head-to-head question. Sure. And then, I mean, we're overcomplicating this now, but really interesting implications because for the past few years, the point I'm making is that the AFC has been so much more top-heavy yeah. than the NFC. And this year, the NFC, you know, you could have five teams that are, well, Dallas, I believe, would be, uh, what, six and one because they had their bye week. Yeah, so and I believe, a, uh, did Tampa have their bye week? I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. No, Tampa no they, they, have a, they have a late bye week. Yeah, so you could have five one-loss teams if Green Bay wins this one. I don't think they will. Um, here's why. No Devontae Adams, right? No Alan Lazard. No defensive coordinator. There's a weak spot on Green Bay. It's on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Uh, my favorite play for this game, a little same-game teaser action. Cardinals and a pick em, coupled with the over. Take it down from 48 to 42. No J.J. Watt. No defensive coordinator for the Packers. Uh-huh. I would love an over 42 in this one. So that's how I'm going to be playing this, but... Plus six and a half. I don't blame you. You're dealing with two two powerhouses. Yeah. Let's All get right. into my second pick. Sticking with college for this one. A little SEC showdown. It's the University of Kentucky. Minus one at Mississippi State. You know, Kentucky's a top 15 team. They're a six and one team. Yet, they're only a one point favorite in this one. And the odds makers don't agree with ESPN because ESPN's uh, prediction generator actually says there's a 56% chance Mississippi State wins this game. You know, uh, for this, it's like, which Mississippi State team do we see? They're only three and four against the spread this year. So are we going to see the team that won at Texas A&M in College Station or the team that followed that win with a letdown 49-9 to loss at home to Alabama? Now, look, I know Alabama's Alabama, but A&M beat Bama and Mississippi State beat A&M. I'm not in geometry here. There's no transitive property. I'm not saying Mississippi State should have beaten Bama, but you shouldn't have lost at home by 40. This Bama team, especially on the defensive side of things, is not invincible, right? Right. So which Mississippi State team are we going to get? I don't know. But I know Kentucky has equaled consistency this year. They had some early hiccups, right? Only a five-point win against Chattanooga. Only a six-point win against South Carolina. Since then, they went on the road to Florida, a place that they hadn't won since the 80s. They beat them. Since then, they beat LSU 42-21 to in Lexington. So I know it was a home game, but Mississippi State also had a home game with LSU, and they lost outright. So I think Kentucky is a much stronger team than Mississippi State. I think their defense is among the best in the country. I know that Georgia blew them out. Who isn't Georgia blowing out? 
this right. season. I think the 13 points Kentucky put up was actually the most Georgia's allowed all year. I love Kentucky in this game. I think that this line is just a misread based off of history, based off of other factors, based off of them being the road team. Kentucky, far superior to Mississippi State. Hammer a minus one. All right. Once again, <laughs> I'm kind of left in the dark on the uh, the, the college football world. But good for you, Joe. I'm glad that you keep just going with all the uh, – UK, Kentucky, Mississippi State, an interesting pick of the week. It's a good game. Kentucky, top 15 team. Yeah, I thought I, this line was going to be like Kentucky minus seven. You had your heart broken last week because you picked uh, Coastal Carolina against App State, did you not? Was yeah, that, and you know okay. what? I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I dug myself into a $580 hole after that Coastal game. Jesus. Finish the week up a hundred. Well, there you go. Strong See? finish. Strong, Strong finishes. Finish. Exactly. My streak of four positive weeks still alive. All right. So let me get into my second pick because I know it's going to contradict one of yours later. I am going to take the Colts minus one and a half against the Titans. Um, the Indianapolis Colts have not failed me yet this year. I think I've picked them three times and I'm three and zero while picking them. So I'm not going to stray away. Now they started off as point and a half underdogs. So Vegas uh, likes the Colts this week. So do I. Look. Good for the Titans for beating the Bills and the Chiefs. If Josh Allen doesn't fall down, they lose to the Bills, and the Chiefs are terrible right now. I'm still not buying them. Uh, defensively, they're still bad. And without Derrick Henry, God only knows what they would be. They would be a top five, you know, top five drafting team in the NFL rather than uh, everybody getting a little bit too too high on them. Like Ryan Tannehill hasn't looked that good this year. The offensive line's let a lot of pressure get to him. Julio Jones has dealt with injuries. Like AJ Brown's still phenomenal. But th this offense is Derrick Henry or bust right now. So I think Indianapolis is starting to come into their own. They've got the Titans this week and then back-to-back -back games against the Jets and then the Jaguars. If the Colts can win this, they are staring at 6-4 and four after an 0-3 start. That's a great place for them to be. And Carson Wentz is playing really well. I, I like what I see from Indianapolis. So Colts minus 1.5 against the Titans. Uh, and I'll have more on that game in a bit. I like yep. a lot of what you said, but you're right. I am going to contradict you there with my sure. fourth pick. Let's go to my third pick because I think we should do things in order. So I'm going to go with the Bengals, minus 9.5 at the Jets. I've seen this up to 10.5 in some places. Don't be afraid. I know that once you cross that 10-point line, people tend to get scared. Right. I still love Cincinnati no matter what the line is, 9.5 or 10.5. Look, don't look now, but the Bengals are the one seed in the AFC if the season <laughs> ended today. You know, when they were 2-1, and one, I said that they had the making of a legitimate playoff team, and people were telling me, whoa, slow your roll. It's week three. How did that 41-17 win at Baltimore look? Jarrett, I know you took the Bengals plus six and a half. I did. If they could go to Baltimore and win 41-17, to they can go to the Jets and win 56 to nothing. Mike White is the starting quarterback of the Jets. And I they mean, just traded no... a draft pick for Joe Flacco, too. So <laughs> right, they could have just retained. Exactly. I mean, look. Jamar Chase is chasing every rookie record, trying to rewrite the rookie receiver record book. Can't say that five times fast. This <laughs> Bengals offense is so much more explosive and dynamic than New England's, and the Pats with Mac Jones just hung 54 on the Jets last week. This is going to be a dumpster fire for the Jets. Bengals by a zillion, let alone nine and a half. Yeah, no, I can't argue that. This is going to be one of mine that I come back to later. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy to me that the line is only 
at nine and a half. And it has actually gone up to 10 and a half in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, th- this should be one that the Bengals cover with ease. I'm going to get into my third pick though, because I'm going to take the Jaguars plus three and a half at Seattle. Jacksonville, you know, they got their first win in London on a crazy field goal at the end by Matthew Wright. Um, so now they're coming back and they travel across the country to take on the Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks. And that pretty much summarizes why I'm taking the Jaguars plus three and a half is that last part right there. The Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks, like no disrespect to Geno Smith, but this team is a sinking ship without Russell Wilson. And it's, it's becoming more evident, um, you know, as, as the, as time goes on, I will say this though, their defense, I don't know if this is more of a lack of talent on the Saints side of the ball or, you know, the, the Seattle defense is kind of showing up on Monday night, but they, I mean, they looked good against the Saints offense. Granted, they're having to stop Marquez Callaway, no disrespect, but it was also pouring rain. It was, it was. So, I mean, we could take that into, uh, take that into factor as much as we want to. So uh, the, the, the Jaguars offense, man, like they've got weapons. They do like LaVisca Chenault's look good this year. Now DJ Shark is done for the year, which is a big blow to them. But even that, like Marvin Jones is still there. Um, James Robinson, like they've got guys on that, on that side of the ball and Trevor's looks better as the season has gone on. So I think that Jacksonville goes in, not only covers, but they win outright more on this game a little bit later. That's what we call a teaser here. Um, so good Lord. You hear that truck just go by my house two weeks in a row, two weeks <laughs> in a row. That's what happens when you live near a highway. So uh, I will take the Jaguars plus three and a half against Seattle. Interesting. You know, I mean, and this would result in a cover for Jacksonville either way, but I think this game is destined to end 20 to 17, no matter who wins it. So either way, plus three and a half, you're in good shape. Let's get to my fourth pick. It's the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Now you had the Colts minus one and a half. I'm showing minus one plus one. So I'm going to take the Titans plus one. Go figure. The Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts are both top five teams in football against the spread. You've got the 6-0 Cowboys against the spread. You've got the Packers and Cardinals, both 6-1 going into their Thursday night matchup. And then you've got these two teams, both 5-2 against the number. The Colts have won two straight outright and three out of four, and they look hot. No team, however, not named the Arizona Cardinals, is hotter than the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee has won three straight. They've won five out of six. And if they had a single healthy wide receiver for that game against the New York Jets in which they were without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, they would have won six straight and they'd be alone atop the AFC at six and one. The Colts, despite three wins in the last four, are yet to beat a team with more than two wins on the season. They've beaten the Dolphins, the Texans, and the 49ers who, I mean, I loved them the first two weeks when they were 2-0. and 49ers have lost Four straight, and they look downright bad. I'll take King Henry to continue his MVP bid out of the backfield and the Tennessee Titans to improve to six and two. Give them to me plus the one in a virtual pick them. And like I said earlier, this is one that we disagree on. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I've been big on the Colts this year, and you know that. So we'll see how how it plays out. I I just think that this Tennessee run has been a little bit overrated, and I think that the Colts right now, um, like I said, they've got Jacksonville on the Jets after this. They, If they get this win, that is a ginormous win for them, and I think that means more to them right now than it does to Tennessee. So, Even if they don't, they're still in the wild card race because they can right. go 5-5, five five, 10 they games can. in. Look, yeah. I'm impressed with Wentz. 
Frank Reich, I absolutely love. I don't love how high he is on Wentz, but hey, maybe he's who who Wentz needs more than anyone because I've yeah. been impressed with Carson Wentz. I still am not sold on the Colts. If they held on, if they beat Baltimore, I, I'd be a lot more sold on them. But they blew that game. They haven't beaten a good team yet. So until they do, I'm going to fade them. Sure. All right, let me get to my next pick. I'm going to take the Buccaneers minus five and a half against the Saints. Tom Brady is not a human being. He does not operate under your human rules. He's clearly a, a cyborg from the future because he's playing like an MVP at age 44. Uh, he threw what four touchdowns against Tampa or against Chicago. Um, He's he still playing phenomenal defensively. They look a lot better now. Granted it was against a bad Chicago bears offense, um, but they had, they forced five turnovers against the bears, which again, that's not nothing. I don't care who you're playing against, you know, five takeaways is five takeaways in the NFL. So you know, their defense looks a lot better. They just held the bears to three points. Tom Brady looks phenomenal. The run game, I mean, Leonard Fournette has had, you know, steadily becoming more of a focal point in this offense. So yeah, Tampa Bay looks really good right now. And the saints don't, I don't care that they're four and two, their offense is horrible. Um, defensively they've been solid, but their offense, I mean, they, I think they have the second worst passing offense in the NFL. Their, their offenses, they rely, I would say, arguably they rely more on Alvin Kamara than the Titans rely on Derrick Henry. Agreed. I think, I think that Derrick Henry has just been much more effective. Um, so yeah, New Orleans, to me, man, they're the most overrated team in football right now. Uh, so give me Tampa Bay minus five and a half to absolutely roll them. I would take this game if it was like minus eight and a half, too. Like, Tampa Bay is so much better than the Saints. They are. They are. And that's why you can leave this up or just press the button. And <laughs> the only thing that's going to change is our names, because that's my fifth pick. The Bucks minus five and a half. I mean, my oh my. Tampa Bay looks locked in. Look, I know the Bucks haven't been great against the number this year, but something has to give on this one. You've got Tampa 0-3 against the spread on the road. I know it's a small sample size because they've been displaced, but you've got the Saints 0-1 in true home games against the spread. When something's got to give, I'm going to go with Tom Brady in that one. I mean, it's that simple. The guy's 44 years old, leading the league in passing. I mean, throw in the fact that in that sloppy Monday night game, he was on the Manning cast scouting the Saints on live television for anyone who has ESPN2 to watch. I mean, that was that was amazing TV. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. That was the only thing that made that game watchable What was the guest lineup. Marshawn Lynch dropping a, oh, shit, and what the fuck on live TV that was on, on ESPN, on the family network. It's owned by Disney, people. They just, mean, need to was... give, they just needed to give the Manning cast the treatment that they gave the last dance and just make it uncensored. Yeah, they, they do. Because it's, I mean, you know, Eli with the double birds, Marshawn Lynch, what the fuck? It really is. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. But look, at the end of the day, the Bucks are far superior to the Saints. Even though their record shows that they're a smidge ahead of them in the standings, yeah. this is a no contest. I, I love Tampa minus five and a half, and I absolutely love them to outright win it. So maybe maybe they're part of my teaser later. There we go. All right, let me get into Teasing my, the teaser. Let me get into my next pick. I got the Bengals minus nine and a half again. It's gone to ten and a half in some places now. I would still feel comfortable taking that. Um, yeah, I love everything that I see for the Bengals right now. Um, Joe Burrow is playing great. Jamar Chase just had another great game over 200 yards and a touchdown. But defensively, Cincinnati's been really good. I think they're fifth in the NFL in uh, fewest points per game allowed. Trey Hendrickson's been a good pickup. Um, Jesse Bates is playing well when he's in. Logan Wilson's had a really good year. Like this is a this is a defense that you know they had. You know William Jackson left. They lost Carl Lawson. Everybody thought that this defense would take a step back, but the guys that they've brought in have been absolutely phenomenal. So 
Um, as good as their offense has been, uh, the, the Bengals defense deserves a lot of credit. And they're facing Mike White this week at quarterback. So this should be an, this is going to be the most unwatched. It's like watching a train wreck. It's going to be hard to look away for how ugly it is. The Bengals should win this by a ton. If you want to go alternate spread and you're feeling ballsy, like I wonder what like Cincinnati minus like 16 is right now. I'd have to I was just going to say look, if you can look up 16 and a half Look it up because Let me you know, check. Mike White, where did he go to college? No, I haven't looked this up in the past few days. Is he that, Western Kentucky? He might be, dude. I have no idea where he went to school. I'm going to look that up right now. Like this Jets team is set up. And look, the last time I was this confident, um, well, the last time I was this confident about a Jets team losing and not covering, it was my lock of the week this week. I took the Pats minus seven. My lock of the week, by the way, is now seven and one. Remember, I've had eight lock of the weeks through the first seven weeks. Seven and one on that. Uh, prior to that, though, I was this cocky about the Titans. They had no receiving core. I lost. The Bengals are at full health. The Jets are not. I I am like bet the ranch on this game. Would you believe it if I told you that Bengals minus 16 and a half is only plus 160? I'd put 200 on that to win 320 if, uh, you know, if I was uh, struggling a little financially. Still put two hundred on that. I'm saying I'd gamble two hundred dollars if I didn't have money to gamble to make money. If on I was this. on food stamps, I'd put two hundred on that game. Jesus Christ! All right, well, Mike White, where the hell did you go to college, man? Where did Mike oh, White go South, to school? Oh, yeah, he started at South Florida and then went to Western Kentucky. I know there things. I know things. There you go. I'm glad. All right, my sixth pick. Now this is a conditional one for all of you to play. I've already played it. So if, if I lose this, yes, it's going to impact my record like any other game. But for you all, this is conditional. If Dak Prescott plays, when it's announced that he is playing, hop on it and hop on it early because then it's going to move. I played it at minus two and a half before he was even questionable. Now he's expected to play. So I played it at two and a half. Right now it's at one and a half. Either way, I think if he plays, Dallas wins this by about seven. All right. They're six and oh against the spread this year. They're five and one overall. They have the third most takeaways in football and the fourth best turnover differential in football. Not only is that offense back and explosive, it's Dak and Zeke all over again. The defense is the best it's been in years. Minnesota is a little all over the place. You know, some games they will beat you 34-31. Others, they'll lose 14-7. You know, Minnesota's unpredictable. Dallas is much more consistent, is much more safe. If Dak plays, they're just such a better team. Zeke is out playing Dalvin Cook this season. Dak is back. And by the way, in the Dak and Zeke era, coming off a bye, because now we're working into bye weeks, coming off a bye in the Dak and Zeke era, Dallas is 4-1 and one against the spread. Everything about this game, if Dak Prescott plays, says in what's a virtual pick em, minus 1.5, even minus 2.5, bet on the Cowboys. I don't know why. This one just feels like a game where I'm going to pick the Vikings. I don't know. <laughs> it just feels like, you know, look, Dallas is great and everything, but, you know, they're, they're going to lose eventually. Minnesota's not a terrible team. They're not a great team, but they've proven to be competitive. So um, this one that I didn't touch just because I, I really don't know what direction to go in. I'm leaning Minnesota. I'm not confident enough to, to really bet anything on it. But um, that one that one will be one of the more fun games to watch of the weekend. I do think it'll be as close as the line indicates. So last time I liked Minnesota against the number, they went up seven nothing against the Browns. They lost fourteen mm. seven. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So let me get into my last pick. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus three and a half against the Philadelphia Ooh. Eagles. It's going to happen. It's got to happen eventually, Detroit. You pulled out 
two fake punts and a surprise onside kick against the Rams. And look, you stayed competitive. You still ultimately lost, but you covered. Uh, I think they were what, like 15 and a half point dogs to the Rams and they lost by nine. So it's going to happen eventually. This is as good a week as any for them to get their first win. It should have happened already. We know, but unfortunately, you know, it, it, it didn't happen. The Philadelphia Eagles are a bad team. Offensively, they're ab- absurdly terrible. Defensively, they're not a- much better. I think that Detroit overall, I, just, I would take Jared Goff over Jalen Hurts right now, the way that he's playing. I yeah, would, me too. So I love, and look, we've talked about it on the show a ton, is the fact that the Lions have 53 guys that fight. And uh, to me, I think at home against a bad Eagles team, this is going to be the week that they finally get that first win. And uh, maybe, just maybe, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play well, we could start hearing murmurs about Gardner Minshew. Maybe Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? I, mean, I love Jalen Hurts. I'm not anti-Jalen Hurts, but, I mean, Gardner Minshew coming out there. I just Jordan love Gardner Minshew. Stash. Yeah. Jorts in a porn stash. Bring it on. Jarrett, before you click that button, I will say, I talked about being down uh, about 550, right, uh-huh. after the Coastal Carolina game. I put a big play. I put three there, both, you know, minus one for the Pats, one and a half for the Packers. That got me back to even, but I got greedy. I wanted to make money. So what did I do? A three-team special teaser. Now, a special teaser is a 10-point deviation. So whereas... Our normal three-team teasers are plus 170. A special, it's a, it goes from six points to 10 points. It's minus 120. I did the Cardinals uh, down to minus 10. They were actually up to minus 20. I did the Tampa Bay Bucks down to minus two and a half. And I did the LA Rams down to minus six and a half. Oh. And I was, it seemed to be the only, I was the only person I know who bet on the Rams and, and hit. Anyone who <laughs> took them straight lost. Anyone who teased them normally with six points lost. I was the only person I know who bet on the Rams and hit. I know you were big on Detroit. Yeah. Credit to you for having the balls to bet on Detroit against the Rams from the get-go. <laughs> but I somehow managed to place a successful bet on the Rams in that game against Detroit. Now. Let's get to my extra point because I'm sticking with the Detroit Lions in this one. Let's try this again. I tried taking Detroit to get its first win of the season week four against the Chicago Bears. What did Dan Campbell do? He left nine points on the board in the form of what would have been chip shot field goals. Three of them. Look, I think he's evolved. As evident last week when he emptied the kitchen sink in Jared Goff's return to L.A. I think the Lions are inches away from that elusive first win in the Dan Campbell era. If there's any team to do it against, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Being a pick in Vegas last week just because Darren Waller was out was way more respect than this Eagles team deserves. In fact, that was insulting to the Raiders, who I was all over at minus three and hit easily. The Eagles have no offensive rhythm for the first 45 minutes of play. And look, I'll take the Lions, even though we all talk about how most weeks they only show up for three quarters. I'll take a team that shows up for three quarters versus a team that shows up for 10 minutes. All right? Give me Detroit to bite some kneecaps and get Dan Campbell his first win as a head coach in the National Football League for the win, the Lions, plus 155. Uh, I want it to happen. I want it to happen so bad, Joe. I want to see them win. I could only 
have this much enthusiasm about a Lions team that's coached by Dan Campbell. No exactly. other Lions team. Exactly. He's living vicariously through you right now. He's just really <laughs> getting that energy out. So I agree with Fighting you. I, kneecaps. I, I've bet Detroit Moneyline this game, um, and I've also included it in uh, teasers and parlays throughout the week. It's one of my favorite bets of the week. So, yes, Detroit. Oh, my God, I want them to win so bad. Not By just way, because of it on them. If nothing else, though, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking a money line. I like him plus three and a half straight. Yeah. If nothing else, this is a, a tease dream. Oh, my God. I, I really yes. believe plus yes. nine and a half is like model. Yes. I don't know what you just said, but that was that was good. That was good. I wish I was Italian. All right. Let me get into my, <laughs> let me get into my extra point. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the Jaguars money line plus 144 against the Seattle Seahawks. I already touched on this a little bit earlier, but um, Jacksonville offensively is better than Seattle offensively. Jacksonville defensively is better than Seattle defensively. Um, I just think that Jacksonville, it's going to be weird. The Jacksonville Jaguars could get their second consecutive win. That might be the only time we've said that. When's the last time we've said that? Jacksonville Jaguars, two straight wins, and we've meant it. it. It wasn't last year. I'm trying to two years ago, a little Minshew mania beginning of the season. Um, was Minshew, was Minshew the starter in 2019? Right after the, was that when Foles got injured? Was that 2019? Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You, I, you're, I, I, I always am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, yes, I would like the Jacksonville Jaguars to get their second consecutive win against a bad Seattle Seahawks team. That is a sinking ship without Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, it looks like Seattle. I mean, they're for all intents and purposes out of this thing. Um, but they got two wins right now and it doesn't look like it's getting any better with Geno Smith. So yeah, I think that Seattle's kind of done for on the year. I'll take the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, to, to, to beat the Seattle Seahawks and, uh, gets a two and what two and five on the year, two and five, two and five coming off a of bye week. There we go. Let's get into our teasers, Jarrett. I'm starting. I, I do this every week. You know, I, I, uh, earlier in the year, I thought I'd deviate, you know, three team teaser for I'm just going four teams plus 300 every every week. I'm cranking them out. So let's go. I think I've hit two in a row now after missing on my first six. Let's keep the good voodoo going. I got the Bengals minus three and a half. Look, if your book has them at minus 10 and a half, tease them down to minus four and a half. They're going to win by double digits, folks. Bengals minus three and a half. Titans plus seven. I think you can get down with this one a little bit. Yeah. The Titans-Colts game will probably be decided by three or four points. So either way, if you can sway it a touchdown, I'm going to go from plus one to plus seven here and trust that even if the Titans lose, I'm pretty safe. Tampa Bay in a pick em. We love them minus five and a half. We'd both love them minus eight and a half. You got to take them in a pick em. And then the Rams minus eight and a half. They will probably, I know they didn't against Detroit, they will probably cover the minus 14 and a half against Houston, but minus eight and a half is what we call a fucking gimme. There's my four-team teaser plus 300. You're welcome. When's the last time that a team was like 14 and a half and 15 and a half point favorites in back-to-back weeks? It, it's ins- I mean, the Bills earlier this year, it oh, yeah. feels like, uh, you know, the, the spreads this year have been Cardinals, Bills, Rams, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, they've been really bonkers. They have. So let me get into my teaser. I think I did a six-teamer this week, actually, because I've been having uh, plus 333. Uh, oh, maybe- so that's a five-teamer. Yeah, maybe it is a five-teamer. I can't count. So uh, let's take the Green Bay Packers plus 12 and a half. I think even if they don't win, 12 and a half feels like a good number to cover. The Green Bay is not going to get absolutely humiliated by Arizona. And I just don't think that Arizona is capable. Like, I get that they're great and they're putting up 30 plus points every week. They're not going to keep blowing out teams week in, week out, especially not good ones like Green Bay. 
Um, so eventually there's going to be a game that stays somewhat competitive. Uh, Cincinnati minus four and a half. Joe already touched on it. If you like them, you know, at minus nine or minus 10, teasing them down is just perfect. They're going to win by a lot. The Rams minus eight and a half. Yeah, Houston's horrible. Houston managed to finish uh, an honest to Jesus real life football game with five points. How the hell do you man? Like, it's almost impressive at this point how bad they are. So the Rams minus eight and a half feels like a gift. I'm going to take the Chargers plus one, teasing that against the Patriots. I think that they should they should really just go off against New England. They're coming off a bad week or a bad game, excuse me, against Baltimore um, in week six. They're going to be playing much better than what they looked against Baltimore. I think they'll come out with, um, you know, that sense of urgency and whatnot. I think they'll beat New England pretty well. I love them plus one in a teaser. And then Tampa Bay plus half a point. Uh, yeah, we like we both love Tampa Bay this week, so teasing them to plus half a point feels great. So plus 333 feels good. Uh, that's my teaser for the week. Yeah, and by the way, for the record, if we're being technical, my Tampa Bay tease is plus a half point as well. But, you know, right. uh, unless they tie, excuse me for a second. thought I was going to sneeze. Now I just look like a cokehead. Uh, <laughs> unless they tie, you know, that's why I put that down as Tampa in a pickle. Really uh, thought I was going to sneeze. I, I swear. I was not, feeling you know. that. I was feeling that right as I started saying like Rams minus eight and a half. I thought one was coming too. I was about to have to mute myself. Yeah, I'm not trying to look like Jordan Belford over here. Let's get mm. into my parlay. It's a five teamer plus thirteen eighty five. But I'm telling you, this plus thirteen eighty five parlay, it's, it's not crazy. So it's right. Notre Dame money line. It's the one college leg in this. You know, like I said, they're minus three and a half all time. They're 18 and two against North Carolina. They've covered that three and a half number in all 18 wins. So I'm just asking them, win the damn game. Tennessee money line is a little trickier, but this ups the odds. You know, I mean, it's going to be a good game. It really should be a three to four point game. But I just think Tennessee is the far superior team. I struggle to see them losing. They've already beaten Indianapolis by nine this season. I think that they're better. They're the big brother in the AFC South. So Changing them from plus one to money line, it's not asking a whole lot. Tampa Bay money line, I mean, this is, you know, I should have taken them at minus five and a half, made the odds even better. Cincy, I'm going with the spread on this one. Cincy to win by double digits. Uh, that's a lot for a parlay to ride on, not when you're playing Mike White and the Jets. And then Dallas, that's the tricky part. You know, to me, this is trickier than Tennessee. Uh, is Dak Prescott going to play? If he does, I feel good. 13.85. If, if you want to be small, it's 20 to win 278. If you want to be big, put 100 on this. You can win well over a grand. All right. Let me get into my parlay. So I like Jacksonville money line. Whoa, 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 whoa. Plus what? I, I was very shocked to see that too. I didn't think it would be that much, but I do have two underdogs winning outright. So that's probably why. Um, so Jacksonville money line, Indianapolis minus one and a half. I like them to win and cover that small spread. Uh, the Lions money line. I'm believing in it. It's going to happen. Detroit's going to get their first win. Green Bay plus six and a half. That's the one I'm most nervous about right there is just, okay, can Green Bay keep it close? Um, so as long as they do that, this should ride out. And then, like I said, Cincinnati minus 10 and a half. I made this um, a few hours ago. I bet Cincinnati minus nine and a half yesterday. It's since gone up. I still like a minus 10 and a half. Plus 41.89. This doesn't feel like anything that's completely outrageous, but when you've got two underdogs winning outright and a couple spreads thrown in there, it's going to up those odds a little bit. So, yeah, it's uh, very nice. Uh, I feel really good about it, and the odds are really high for it. So if it cashes, um, that's you know, 20 to make, what, a little bit over 800? And if you put 100 yeah, on it. 20 to make 838? 
yeah. And then if you put a hundred on it, you're winning over four grand. So good luck. I can't believe I'm saying this, Jarrett, but I'm more worried about for you the Colts and the Packers than I am the Jaguars and the Lions. Yeah, those are the two that I'm most nervous about too. Like I think Jacksonville wins. I think Detroit wins. Um, it's okay. Can Indy kind of step up to the plate and can Green Bay at least just keep it close? Everything yeah, well, else feels good. Well, neither of us, uh, we can't, we can't each hit our parlay this week. I need the Titans Correct. money line. You need the Colts by two or more. Yep. Um, we can both lose obviously, but we cannot both win. <laughs> Let's get into the survivor. Something tells me we're going to once again, have the same pick. Mine's the Rams over Houston. You know, I'm starting to get into that territory where I'm, I'm wondering, do I want to save a team for week 17, week 18? Or do I want to use them? And the fact of the matter is the Rams have a fairly difficult schedule the remainder of the way. Um, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, going to go 12 and 5, 13 and 4. They probably will. But it's hard to tell which games will be the another, you know, maybe two losses that they have this season. Uh, there's two safe bets the rest of the way, the Texans and the Jaguars. To me, it came down to I know Houston beat Jacksonville. But right now, Jacksonville is playing better than Houston. So let me take the Rams in what should be their easiest win the rest of the way and then survive in advance from that point on. All right. I don't remember if I picked the Bengals or not, so I'm going to take the Bengals over the Jets. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like Cincinnati a lot right now. Um, And I don't know, man. Like, looking at their – like, they still play in the AFC North. I don't know how, like, another opportunity I'm going to really be able to take them. Are you pulling up to see if I picked them? Because I truly don't remember if I did. Damn right I am. Okay, go ahead and do that because if they have it, I don't think I've picked the Rams yet, so I'll just switch over to yours. I I, (laughs) – there you go. I I did take the Bengals uh, against – who did I take him against? I don't know. Oh, that was the disparity. Remember, I took him on the show against Jacksonville, but in real life, I didn't put my pick in in time because it was right. a Thursday game. Sure. So in real life, I took him against Detroit. On the show, I took him against Jacksonville. Sure. Either way, it worked All out right. both weeks. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, you can continue with your analysis if you if we need to beat a dead horse at this point with this. Game. Yeah, no, there's no need to beat a dead horse. Cincinnati's good. The Jets aren't. Cincinnati should win. There you go. All right, Jarrett, Survivor. The week I took Cincinnati against Jacksonville, you took Buffalo against Houston. Mm. That worked out. (laughs) And the week that I took Cincinnati against Detroit because of the disparity, um, you took Indianapolis against Houston. You've gone against Houston. Well, no, you didn't take the Rams this week. You've gone against Houston, I believe, five out of seven weeks. Yeah, it's and it's paid off. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't yeah. do it week one because I would have. Well, that, oh, you lost gonna, week one. We're anyway. not going <laughs> to talk about the mulligan. We're not going to talk about the mulligan. That's it. Episode eight of Plays and Parlays. You can find me on Twitter at the Joe Sorallo. Find me on Instagram at Joe Sorallo. You can find me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. So uh, we'll see you guys same time, same place next week to preview week nine so we're like joe said we're not charging anything for this yet you got no excuse to not try to make some money along with us um so we appreciate everybody who does watch we hope that you've made money doing it and uh if you keep listening to us we can promise you that you will make money doing it because my god we were having successful years my friend so uh yeah yeah just looking at the records right here before we sign off sure i pulled ahead i've pulled ahead um two five and one weeks in a row and my pick six record is 26 15 and one uh-huh. Jarrett is 24 16 and two so i'm up a game and a half in the standings two pushes i tell you what a push is better than a loss though everybody just remember it that is. It so is. and 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 with extra points by the way uh Jarrett 
and I are both four and three. And remember, extra points, they're, they're money line dogs, so better odds. So four and three, whereas, you know, if you're playing minus 110, mm. you, you'd say what? You know, if I put 100 on each game, I'm up 70 bucks. With money line dogs, four and three is pretty damn good. Exactly. So, again, we're not charging anything for this. Watch who we, you know, look and see who we play each week. We've had very successful years, both of us. And uh, we appreciate those who do watch. So we'll see you guys next week to preview week nine. Um, and a little bit of college football because Joe seems to be really into college football right now, betting uh, in his pick six. And I guess he's been pretty good at it because he's had a 10 and two week over the last two weeks. So we will see you guys next week for plays and parlays, Jared Bailey, Joe Sorello, and uh, we will see you then.